typical year, we don't even get 10 inches of rain. So on a day like today, when it's pouring down rain, non-stop rain for five straight hours, it is really, really unusual. And everyone's like, hey, are we gonna cancel practice today? And my Seattle, my, my Seattle person's like, dude, the, you know, we don't cancel practice unless it's over 100 degrees, only because we have little kids, or there's like, a safety risk, like it's lightning outside. Lightning. Yeah, so that's typically, but definitely not rain. Hey, good day, and welcome to the Consultant and the Coach podcast. I'm here with my good buddy, Josh. Hey, everybody. Hey, you know what? It, it's pouring down rain here in, in Yakima, and uh, so today's today's topic is running in the rain. Running. And, and sometimes... And even if you don't run, stick around. Metaphorically speaking, of course, it's a really so. Hey, what, what scripture were you thinking of, man? You know, I thought my life verse would make a good one for today. First Corinthians fifteen fifty four to fifty eight, when uh, the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and death with immortality, uh, or the mortal with immortality. Then the saying that is written will come true: death has been swallowed up in victory. Where O death is your victory? Where O death is your sting? Sting of death is sin, the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, this is where it gets important about today's, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm or be steadfast, always giving yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And so, as it applies to, I think, running in the rain, um, stick with it, commit to your values, commit to your plan, no matter what the day might bring. And because sometimes you want to go for a run and it's raining. Well, and sometimes you want to start training while you're running. <laughs> and you want to go back to bed, but the goal is to stick with your plan, uh, your habits, uh, and where you have committed yourself, even on the days when you do not feel like uh, doing anything at all. Absolutely. And here's what's interesting. I, I, I'm a track coach in my spare time. And, you know, growing up in Seattle, if you said, hey, practice is canceled due to the rain, Never yeah, you're never going to practice because it rains all the time in Seattle. Now, we're in Yakima, Washington, which is a desert. A typical year, we don't even get 10 inches of rain. So on a day like today, when it's pouring down rain, non-stop rain for five straight hours, it is really, really unusual. And everyone's like, hey, are we going to cancel practice today? And my Seattle my, my Seattle person's like, dude, the, you know, we don't cancel practice unless it's over 100 degrees, only because we have little kids. Or there's like a safety risk, like it's lightning outside. Lightning, yeah, yeah so, and that's typically, but definitely not rain. No. Um, so we're not going to do that. So you know, it, it's you know, today's podcast is not about you know running in the rain, but metaphorically, this translates mm -hmm. through business. Mm -hmm. And so literally, sometimes it just flat out rains in business. It rains in life, and there's not a whole lot we can do about it, is there? No, no, there's not much. Um, and that's why I think, you know, it's, it's important what we talk a lot about here is easier is committing to a plan, whether that's a leadership plan and, and, you know, like you do a great job with your clients as a coach, where I work with mine as a consultant, where we're helping to set the table so that when it rains, you're ready to keep running right through life, through business. Um, and that's uh, part of, you know, part of what I'm saying. And so, you know, literally when it rains, mm -hmm. I whip out my Patagonia rain jacket yeah. or I grab an umbrella or sometimes in Seattle, we'll call that a bumper shoot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we can stay inside. Uh, today, walking around Howard's Medical, where I work, everyone turned their daylights on. Those are those fun little <laughs> lights that make it seem like it's sunny outside when it's not sunny outside. So we have all sorts of tools we can use when it literally rains. Mm -hmm. 
Um, now, figuratively, and that's primarily what today's podcast is, when it figuratively rains, when many problems all at one time hit, mm-hmm. what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. So consulting, if you have a client that you are working sure. with, what do you do when all of a sudden three problems hit your client at the same time? What do you do? Yeah, no, I think it's, um, first of all, I think for myself, you know, when they hit, I find that the first thing I need to do is take a deep breath, right? And then I help my client take a deep breath. Okay, it's going to be fine. <laughs> it will. Yeah, it will. Usually. Right. It, it always has been. Right now, you might come out the other side a little different. Mm-hmm. But that's not a bad thing. It's a little scary at first. But I think it's, you know, it, it's it's a time to take breath. I've worked with clients where, you know, you have data breaches. You, I'm working with a client right now who's undergoing sort of a massive transformation. Um, other clients who come up against um, some kind of significant renewal for a contract um, that is at risk. Um, and helping those clients stay the course um, according to their values, their mission, their strategy, um, is not the time to read question. Now, if they have questions about it, you know, and I have not been there long enough to remind them of why we landed where we did, I think the question is, why did you land where you did? Let's commit to that and or let's remember, if I was there, why we chose to do what we do. Um, and if they have questions about it, that's not the time to do it, right? That's not the time to reset your strategy with the one exception that, that the market is shifting, like we've talked about several times in here, such that your product market fits changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not, then you know you have to have the conviction to push through the rain, to keep going for the workout, even when your body wants you to go back to bed, figuratively, of course. Now, there's a time to go back to bed. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it can't... But not in the middle of the rain. Or it can't be over and over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. No, but there's are there are times to to adjust appropriately, but there you know more often than not you, your your reflex should be to stay the course. It should not be to just adjust. Oh, absolutely. On, you know, mm-hmm. you know there, there's I really draw a lot from the power of sports and coaches, and one of the things I appreciate about some of the best coaches, you know, is there's an understanding that, and I think this goes to consulting and coaching business. Is you should trust a process, which which implies that you have done your research and determined what your process should be, and you've committed to it. So that, that implies a lot. But trusting that process it implies that you've sort of set a foundation. And then I like you know a lot of coaches or even players. The best ones are the ones who think, oh man, that guy, he's the same every single day. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't doesn't get you know freaked out by ups and downs and now but i'd love to add on to that Mm -hmm. we should also not ignore when it does rain so for example within our business we track kpis every single week and we have we watch our sales numbers and not even figuratively if we have a snow week or Mm -hmm. we write down when it's our local spring break or when the weather is really really poor We'll actually put a, in the in the note field of our KPIs. Spring break was this week, which is important because a lot of doctors they leave town with their kids. Yeah. So what happens is all of our referrals go down. Is it something we're doing wrong? No, our referral source just left town for a week. Right. So we need to know when that spring break is. Likewise, we have found there's a drop in sales when the weather's crummy. So we at least need to know, hey, the weather's crummy. 
our numbers are going to go down. But likewise, you you know you can't stop business because of that because you're still going to have seventy percent of your customers walk through the door. So there's this definite ebb and flow that rain either literally or figuratively can affect business. And we just need to be aware that it happens. Yeah, no, and I think what you're talking about is, and I do this with my clients a lot, is helping them differentiate between the input and the output metrics, mm -hmm. right? So input and output metrics are important because uh, you can only control really the input metrics. And I think that's what we're trying to get at is, is the process, mm -hmm. we talk about trust in the process, or when we talk about committing to a running plan figuratively, in terms of rain and the weather, you can't control the output that it rains. You can control your inputs. Um, you know, as a shout out to our friends at Whoop, who you and I mm -hmm. probably addict ourselves to a little too much, it's helpful because it shows me my input metrics. And I use um, <clears throat> Steve Magnus's um, training plan, but what I do is I will take the input metrics from the Whoop and modify the number, the mileage I will do on the plan, the output to what my input metrics are suggesting is appropriate. So I'm not quitting the plan, but we're talking modification of 10% versus do it or don't do it, right? So the rain is exactly. a factor that goes, oh, well, can I still run my six today? Yeah, okay, I got it. It might suck, but you know, it's an output metric, like, mm -hmm. one, right? And I'll make a note of it if it's not a great day, and you're like, oh, it was raining. Oh, well, you know, and then you move on to the next day. And the reason why I made that funny uh, thought with my face is I, I saw what you were saying, and from a coaching standpoint, mm -hmm. what I was thinking of was frequently I'll be working with clients and I'll have those aha. And, and this is why I, mm -hmm. in a perfect world, I meet with a client every other week. Because typically when I meet once a month, it's not enough to start trending things easily. But when I meet every other week, mm -hmm. I start to see those trends and someone might think, hey, this is just an anomaly. But I'll start to trend it. Mm -hmm. Oh, every time it rains, this happens. Or every time this happens, this happens. Mm -hmm. And I can start seeing those. So then what we do, it, hey, can we change that? Is it something that literally is a coaching thing that we mm -hmm. talk through or we need to role play through? Or maybe at the best time for sales calls is not Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. There are some things that we can do, and this is where in coaching, we can look at that data or via journals or what comes up, what can we change in the process? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and I'm thinking of a book I've been starting reading lately, I got to mention it maybe in here before, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And, Great book. And talks a lot about the importance of habits. But one of the things in terms of, again, back to what we're talking about, of all people in business want to succeed, all people in business want to make a lot of money, all people in generally that's a purpose or at least an output metric people care about. For the sustainability of the business, um, and the success metric, um, all people care about sales. You know, th th these desires are not unique. Um, what sets people apart is their level of habits and systems that they set in place, and how they mitigate their own, um, you know, proclivity towards you know bad decisions, um, and how they recognize, to your point, <clears throat> where are certain stimuluses that lead them to, to make bad choices. You know, uh, e either emotional ones, overly emotional ones. Or you know, personally, examples of, hey, when when this happens, you know, when I have a hard day, you know, I tend to want to go eat a bunch of junk food. <laughs> well, there, there's a connection I've made there in my brain that's not the best habit in terms of the output. Um, and so, so this idea in in the 
atomic habits. We don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems, mm -hmm. right? And so I think what we're talking about is, is yeah, obviously when it rains, you know, you're tempted to make some poor choices, but you can easily fall. You know, you gotta be careful that you're gonna fall to whatever level it is, and systems you put It's slippery out there. Exactly, yeah. Now, here, here's something I've been working on in coaching, and I, I thought it was a fluke, but I journal, I take notes, I have my own coach, and I realized it's not a fluke. And, you know, we've all heard of Murphy's Law. If it can happen, it will happen. Mm -hmm. Well, I was trending data over multiple years, and what I thought was Murphy's Law I was working with my coach last week. I'm like, I don't think this is a coincidence where we, we think of one thing and then it naturally happens. So I think sometimes it can also happens is a lot of what we're thinking about mm -hmm. will happen not on purpose, but because we know it's there and something will naturally happen. So for example, let's jump back to running. I've seen a lot of times with runners, they get so worried about dying right before the finish line. They're so worried about it. They naturally play it in their head not on purpose, and then what happens 10, 10 meters before the finish line? They die. <laughs> and w whether they realize it or not, they have just trained themselves on accident to die right before the you finish mean, line. When you say, sorry, for those who aren't runners listening, you're not, talking about- Not literal no, die. Not, but you go like from slow work, down dramatically. Slow down dramatically. Okay. And I have an athlete from this last week, she does this all the time. And what happened on Saturday? She got passed and lost by five hundredths of a second. I knew what was gonna happen. She knew what was gonna happen. It happened. Because she didn't kick correctly or she just- No, she, she was so worried about getting up. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it hurts at the end of the race. Now, from a coaching perspective, that is something we can work through mm -hmm. by planning the race out differently, but also rehearsing it through our head. We've run through the finish line, don't give up on Friday at 10 a.m. Let's give up Friday at 5 p.m. Yeah. Or let's maybe, if you can't go past Friday at 3, go home early on Friday. Yeah. Well, what you're getting at too, which I like you really do well, both coaching both athletes and professional uh, executives, is visualization is key. Oh, absolutely. Right, both from an individual leadership perspective, visualizing what you want to do before a meeting, you know, um, I appreciate sometimes you've helped me, uh, we've done this for each other, I think, like dialogue, you know, role play, mm -hmm. important conversation beforehand, out with somebody, um, thinking through and visualizing how something needs to take place. If you're having a, a rainy day, if you will, um, and you're having to respond or lead a team meeting to sort of help respond to a crisis or some kind of issue, you know, visualizing that beforehand, thinking through ahead of time what you're gonna say um, is, is very powerful and here's the interesting thing is we have no problem with sports teams doing this I might get the teams and years wrong I think it was the 2006 World Cup France used all sorts of visualization techniques they won the World Cup uh, I think it was the 2010 Winter Olympics Canada did the same thing ran away with the medal count mm. and so there's all this data saying hey this stuff works for sports mm. my sports coaching head says why not business? Why not our family? It's it's not some, let's use it. What is it that we want to do? How do we want to succeed? Why not? Why do only sports athletes get to use this? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, the, the, the challenge of sports, what we love about sports and we hate about its applicability to the real world is, is it's not as concrete and, and the score is not as clear and the competition is not as, is kind of 
black and white and lines and in and out and score. I mean, that's why we love sports. I mean, that's why we hate it because it's so frustratingly um, simple in, in, in many beautiful ways, but also maddening too. And it's, it's a good escape from life because life's not that simple. Absolutely, right? it's hard. Um, so that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it, but I think that's one one reason why this time always hesitate to figure out how to apply it. But I think there's plenty, plenty of techniques we're talking about here, whether it's writing down a strategic plan, whether it's um, getting a, a second opinion from a consultant or a coach, whether it's role playing a meeting with um, one of your key executives, key leaders, um, or your executive assistant, or finding someone to role play with is always some great help. There's plenty of techniques you can use that are similar to visualization, even if the playing field in the game is not quite as concrete, the score is not as clear as maybe a typical mm -hmm. sporting match. Absolutely. Now, getting into the why, I found also working with a number of different people, it's really fascinating. I've had some clients come to me and say, I just don't understand why this one aspect of my life is not going great, or there are all these problems. And what mm -hmm. I've seen happen is when people start working on one given area, so for example, you brought up the book Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. If you're reading through that book, all of a sudden you become hypersensitive to your personal habits. Mm -hmm. If you think, I'm gonna go buy a car and just pick any car, let's, let's say, I'm thinking a Ford F-150. I'm just throwing it, I'm actually a Chevy guy. All of a sudden, we start noticing all Ford F-150s on the market. Right. Why? Because you become very attuned to that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we think it's, oh, it's gotta be this. No, just, we need to be aware of how we think. And whatever we're looking at, all of a sudden that becomes the forefront of your mind. Mm -hmm. And it, it's neither good nor bad, but we need to be aware that it is. And you could care less about trucks because you're not planning on buying a truck, even though I'm thinking of that truck. And this is something that we need to just at least be aware of as we work on something. If someone else is not working on that one aspect, let's not get too frustrated with them because that's something that they are working on. We have our own other uh, things that make us very, very sensitive. Yeah, no, and I think um, there's also a level of, you know, when I work with my clients, trying to help people also learn another topic is grace, right? Grace for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Grace for your teams. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're talking about you know, working on something. I think one of the things I've appreciated more the older I get is this very odd sensation that I'm getting used to where I can be absolutely killing it in one part of my life and like sucking in another part of my life at the same time. And it's a weird like feeling mm -hmm. that it can be, you know, <laughs> versus I think when I was younger and maybe just too simple minded, uh, you know, if I wasn't all, all or nothing, didn't make sense. Like it either had to all be amazing or all terrible. Like if any one thing was terrible, it was all terrible. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, it's funny the older I've gotten, like having to learn to have grace for myself of like, yeah, the, in this season, thank the Lord that this is going poorly because I'm learning something from it and God's disciplining me and God's bringing me around to a new perspective on this topic. And thank God this doesn't all suck and that his grace and his mercies are new every morning in this other area of my life where things are actually going okay. Um, and it's never the same, you know, uh, it's a category of problems, even season to season, and so being very patient for things to both work themselves out if they're not going well, mm -hmm. and to not expect them to be amazing in the other category forever, because you know those also will come and go, and, and that can apply to family, to, to work, uh, to friendships, relationships, um, <clears throat> wherever it is, uh, several different dimensions of life. Mm -hmm. And what I like 
how you just said this. So as we get into the house, so whether it be literally raining or figuratively raining in your organization, your family, your ministry, your coaching, how do we get through it? First, just be aware that it's happening. It's raining outside. My kids were complaining this morning. It's raining. But they pulled up their little weather app. Oh, but by 3 o'clock, it's supposed to stop. Hey, that's great. We at least are aware of it. From a coaching perspective, I allude to this you know, in growth coaching. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about having a coach is you have someone who is not in your life more as a, a growth coach. I can see that. Hey, when I'm, I'm coaching with someone, I am all in for that hour. But then I can also detach from that and then reflect on it. Sometimes when you're knee deep in it, you cannot reflect. And this is the beauty of having a coach. We can talk about it. You can read a book. But mm -hmm. sometimes it's nice to have someone come alongside you and say, you know, I actually think things are okay. Yeah. You're going to have to trust me on this. You just nailed it on these three accounts. Your P&L looks amazing. I understand this one report is off, but all the other metrics are there. So when you see it figuratively raining in consulting, how do you how do you you know encourage your clients? How do you do it? Yeah, I mean, very similarly, right? It's finding the positive. It's helping to um, find. It's to your point. I can you talk about this in coaching, in athletic coaching, right? You're always sort of playing the other side, maybe of parental sort of involvement. You see, right? So when someone is being overly negative, it's finding the positive. You know, I just had this conversation with someone who's a technical PM by background, but we're working with a healthcare client and they're pulling their hair out because the client's being, in my, in my experience, typical healthcare, very complex, lots of stakeholders, lots of demands, lots of contradictions in what they even say in the same meeting. And, and this guy's just like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I don't feel like I'm doing a good job. I go, trust me. Okay, slow down. You're doing great. Mm -hmm. You're doing exactly what you need to do. I know it's frustrating. That doesn't mean you're not doing it. So separating his job from the frustration of the work which is, you know, can be frustrating, especially if you're new to the complexities of healthcare. And so helping to encourage him to say, I think you're doing a good job, here's why, here's where, you know, you are bringing the team along the way mm -hmm. we should, here's some things, you know, that are outside of your control, which are causing your frustrations, or validating those things where they're appropriate, you know, and just continuing to help sort of balance whatever that view is. And at the same time, when I sort of get runaway optimism, you know, it's almost the other side of it. And that's not the raining side, but the runaway. Well, I, I'm glad you brought it up because I thought I was just about to bring it up. Yep, yep. There also is a time to pull the fire alarm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't say, uh-oh, there's a fire. Oh, it'll be just fine. It'll yeah, burn itself no, out. No, no, that's no. where you need to sometimes have a growth coach yep. or a consultant say, uh, no, it's not. Yep. If you don't get this under control, yep. you're going to be out of business in six months or three months. Do you understand what your burn rate is? What, what do you mean burn rate? And we have to understand all of this. Absolutely. Yeah. And it goes both ways. Good consultant coach helps to play the other half. Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah. And it's our job to figure that out. What does the client need at any given time as well right. too? Right, right, yeah. So it's raining, but today here, here in Yakima, hey, three o'clock, it won't be. And tomorrow's gonna be a great day. <laughs> and we'll get through it. There we go. Well, hey, uh, and, until then, it's raining in your life, figuratively or literal. Well, if it's literal, it's easy. Go beat yourself a nice rain jacket. But figuratively, a consultant and a coach can really, really help. So uh, go to theconsultantcoach.com and uh, reach out to us. We even have, uh, I have a few 15-minute appointments open currently on my uh, calendar app. I would love for you to just, hey, reach out and let's talk through an issue. 
uh, would love to talk to a few people about that. So does that sound like a plan, Josh? Sounds good. And we'll uh, come back and check us out again next week. It'll be fun. All right. Okay. Everyone take care.